Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Barracold Lasagna, your filthy casual place where all the filthy casual takes on the world of sports. I am Dylan Lasagna, and welcome back to another episode, episode number 130 of this icy yet spicy podcast. And today, we're here to talk about the season finale of the 2022 NFL season, which happened down in Arizona in the desert. What is that exactly? Super Bowl 57. Yes, that is right. It happened just about a day or so ago, but it has come. It is gone. And we're here to talk about it. Who was in the the final two? Who were the final two teams to determine who would be crowned Super Bowl champion of the 2022 season? Well, we had the Kansas City Chiefs, um, led by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, um, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, led by Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. These two dominant teams that led the conference overall. The number one seeds in each of these conferences, the AFC and the NFC, collided in the desert for Super Bowl 57. Now, some fans were excited for this game. Others, uh, not so much. Me, well, I certainly uh, I, I certainly was one in the, cat, in the category of not so excited because, well, you know, I was in that. I was in, I was in that category of not so excited because, yeah, my 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 team, my, my team. I guess I I guess it's safe to say it now. My team, the my 49ers, my San Francisco 49ers, was not was once again did not make the Super Bowl because of falling short in the the NFC title game to the team that ended up being in the Super Bowl, but as also being that. The team that was also in the Super Bowl that the Niners ended up losing to a couple of years ago was in the Super Bowl. So it was like a battle of two evils fighting each other in the Super Bowl that made the Niners and some of its fan base sick. So take it for what you will. So either way, we're, I went to this game, you know, I, I eventually have to talk about it. I eventually have to cover it. And yeah, here we are. We're going to get it over with because, well, this is the final game of the 2022 season. And hey, at least when we're done with it, then it's on to the offseason stuff. So, yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, just a little bit of a like an overview of what this matchup entails. Obviously, this is the first time that these two teams are meeting each other in the, in the postseason. Andy Reid gets to face his old team for the first time in in the postseason in the Super Bowl after facing after facing the the Eagles twice in the regular season was it twice no three times in the regular season and obviously the big money matchup between Mahomes and Jalen Hurts so yeah it's a, certainly a big reigns bonanza for the NFL big money matchup for the league and obviously you got for those of you that don't even watch the NFL or just watch the Super Bowl for certain things like commercials, the halftime show, you got all you got your yearly tradition of that too. So it was certainly bound to be once again another big game uh for for football, whether you were a fan of it or not. So yeah, this is gonna be a game that we're gonna be talking about. Um, but before we get into it. Um, just some general housekeeping stuff. Um, I do want to remind you that 
we do have a little bit of content coming up. Um, so make sure you, uh, you subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, listen to the show wherever you get your podcast. Follow the show on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And yeah, stay tuned because we got a good a good amount of stuff coming up um, after the Super Bowl episode um, and beyond. At least a good amount of uh, off season stuff for the next uh, couple of, couple of months. So compared to last year, <laughs> where we just had nothing after season recaps. Um, make sure you rate and review the show and leave a comment, like, share. If you're watching this on YouTube, just share it with your friends, share it with strangers, share it with anyone uh, on my filthy cold takes on the world of sports. So anyway, all the housekeeping stuff's out of the way. Let's talk about the Super Bowl that happened in Arizona. And yeah, this was an interesting game from the start. The Chiefs won the coin toss, um, but they deferred it to the Eagles uh, to get the ball first. And you know, as dynamic as the Eagles offense is, um, well, that was kind of like the first big mistake for um, the Chiefs because their defense under, like especially their secondary under Steve Spagnola, was uh, pretty iffy. It's still, it's it was still pretty iffy, giving up a lot of like big, like big plays, a lot of downfield plays. And what does the Eagles do best? Do a lot of downfield aggressive throws, especially when Jalen Hurts gets the deep ball to an AJ Brown or Devontae Smith. So that's exactly what um, Jalen Hurts in the offense did in the opening series: attack the Chiefs secondary in the air, and then. Once they got downfield to the goal line, um, Jalen Hurts did a quarterback sneak at the goal line, and they got the early 7-0 advantage. So kind of an early mistake for Kansas City to give the ball to the Eagles. But then you kind of would have said the same thing if they've uh, if the Eagles got the ball in the second half. But more on that in a bit. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at least rectified that very quickly once they got the ball. For their opening series, um, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey um, attacked the middle of the field. And along with running back Isaiah Pacheco, gained some big running plays in thanks to the Chiefs offensive line. Gained, gained him some big holes to work with. And the, Chief, uh, the Chiefs attacking Philadelphia's two big areas of weaknesses early um, on their opening drive, which I mentioned. You have to attack um, the Philadelphia's run defense. Isaiah Pacheco has been a really good running back, a good gem for Kansas City um, as a rookie. And then you have to attack the middle of the field. And early in the in, in the opening quarter for, for the Eagles, they had a tough time stopping Travis Kelsey. For as good as the Philadelphia's defense was, they just could not stop him on the opening drive. And Kelsey tied it up. Seven, seven all. So the Chiefs actually managed to get the ball back later on. Um, and they actually got in another good drive. They got back into scoring position, but um, they had to settle for a field goal. And when they got that field goal, Harrison Butker um, almost got it in, but just got doinked. Um, and yeah, that set up the Eagles um, for a decent field position. Um, but then, 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 rookie corner Trent McDuffie, man, he, he just got toasted. 
he just got toasted once the second quarter started. Um, he he was trying to cover AJ Brown, and then he he lost sight of the ball, and then Jalen Hurts made him pay. He made him pay for um, McDuffie's mistake. He he threw a long bomb to AJ Brown, and then once uh, McDuffie was trying to find the ball, he's like, "Shit, shit, shit!" AJ Brown gone. Fourteen to seven. Uh, the Eagles retook the lead, um, and by that point in the second quarter, the the Chiefs were defensively were just hurting themselves. Um, Frank Clark and Chris Jones were putting as much pressure as they possibly could. But again, like I said, where was the rest of the pass rush? Where was Carlos Dunlap? Where was Willie Gay? Why wasn't Steve Spagnuolo dialing up any extra pressure to get to Jalen Hurts? And get him out of the pocket or, or sandwich him. I get it. The offensive line for the Eagles was really damn good. But if you were the Chiefs, if you were Steve Spagnola as a defensive coordinator, you got to bring in some extra help for your top two defensive ends. So you had to do something um, early on because you're they were letting Jalen Hurts get some really good options in early on. But, or like, with less than ten minutes into the quarter, uh, second quarter, the Eagles ended up making their first big mistake of the game. Jalen Hurts tried to go on a third down scramble, but then he had his arm stretched out, uh, trying to show off, and he lost grip of the football with its arm wide out. Like you have to protect the football, and linebacker Nick Bolin recovered what ended up being a fumble for Jalen Hurts and. Bolton ran it back unopposed, and the game was tied all of a sudden, 14 to nothing. And had that not happened, the Eagles easily could have been up 21 to 17. I'm not, I'm not saying that because, oh, I wanted the Eagles to win or anything, because certainly I didn't. Um, but I'm just saying, you have to protect the football. You have to, I don't know why these quarterbacks say like it's cool to Put the ball out. Uh, oh, cool. Look at me. I'm going to stretch the ball like that. But then you lose the grip of the football. You have to you have to protect the football in your arms like a running back. My running backs do. I don't know my quarterbacks do that so much, especially mobile quarterbacks. So anyway, I guess the good thing for the Eagles was that they bounced back right away after that mistake. Um, they got really aggressive on... That ensuing drive, they went. They were two for two on fourth down. Although the second attempt on fourth down was pretty much an offsides penalty. Um, Jalen Hurts got his second rushing touchdown um, with an easy walk in, twenty-one to fourteen, um, with uh, less than five minutes to go. Um, but the Chiefs, they're in, they're in their last uh, possession of the half. It it was just so damn hard for them to really protect Mahomes. Like they were having such a tough time protecting, protecting them from the Eagles' pass rush. I mean, they didn't. It's not like the Eagles' front four was sacking Mahomes or they were like hitting him or anything. It was just that they were like putting a lot of heavy pressure on him. That Mahomes was was forced to like get the ball out early, or and just taking a taking like some. Some early, like early throws and hits, it's, it's just you gotta protect them. You had to protect them, and that's not 
what they did. That's not what the Chiefs did um, on their last possession before the half. And what ended up happening was a quick three and out. And on the ensuing three and out play, you saw Mahomes get tackled low when he was trying to scramble. Um, he got tackled low and on his injured high ankle, on his injured high ankle, and he was walking off in a lot of pain. Initially, it looked very concerning for Chiefs fans because you're thinking, well, shit, if Mahomes is, in a, is screaming in a lot of pain, if he's if he's limping um, that severely and he's still on the bench grimacing in pain like that, it's like, well, fuck. If Chad Henney has to play the rest of this second half, then sure, Chad Henney <laughs> has, has won them uh, two critical playoff games against the skid marks and the all elite Jaguars in the last two years. But this is different. This was the Eagles. You you kind of you were gonna kind of feel screwed in a way on the biggest stage. So definitely you had to feel some kind of way if Mahomes was gonna be like out. And it, at least initially. So the Eagles got the ball back. Um, and they continued to attack the Chiefs can't cover for shit secondary because that's what they were. They couldn't cover for shit, uh, especially their corners during that game. And I get it. The Eagle, the Eagles passing attack is really good, but goddamn, the Chiefs really couldn't cover. But they just ran out of time, um, and they ran into a little bit of, of a delay a game uh, penalty, and they had to settle for for three points. So they get, they went in into halftime 24 to 14 over Kansas City. And I was just thinking, man, uh if Mahomes couldn't go um in, into that into the second half, um at least play it, play it through, the Chiefs are kind of fucked. <laughs> it's like the Eagles might as well waltz to the Super Bowl title. And Leave another what if. Just leave another what if on. Just leave another what if on this on the NFL season, because basically, that's what that's pretty much what the Eagles like Super Bowl title run. I mean, no no disrespect. They, they objectively speaking, they are a pretty damn good team, but it's just like these kind of things. Let against the Giants, they are playing a pretty shitty Giants team. I guess the 49ers, Brock Purdy got hurt. And then if Mahomes was not going to play the rest of the game because of the high ankle sprain, if he suffered a lot of pain through it, that would have been bad. That was, it's just going to create a whole lot of questions, you know? You know? And even then, you know, the offensive line for Kansas City had to protect them better, uh, protect them better. The secondary had to get some stops. I had to get some stops on Jalen Hurts in the offense. And the pass rush had to find a way to, to sandwich Hurts in the pocket, get some pressure off of him, create a three and out on the Eagles. And they couldn't do it in the first half. They had to make some adjustments to make something happen in the second half for them to pull off an, a, an upset. And yes, an upset. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs creating an upset over Jalen Hurts and what seemed like an unstoppable Eagles team. Yes. And upset. So, anyway, 
they went into the half 24 to 14. Uh, the Chiefs were down 10 points. Gee, what does this remind you of? <laughs> what does that remind you of? Uh, Niners fans. So anyway, uh, we get to the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, it was Rihanna uh, performing for the first time since, honestly, forever. It feels like forever since she's uh, done it, um, done anything. Really, I mean, seriously, like I haven't heard Rihanna sing in like ages, and I'm not a Rihanna fan or anything, but it's just like I haven't heard her name or see her do anything in like years. But I guess, hey, you know, it was it was an okay uh, halftime show. Nothing uh, too crazy. Um, like last year, nothing terrible like Maroon 5's in in Super Bowl 53. But it was just like pretty basic. <laughs> it reminded me the stage setup was like, um, you know, the, the Battlefield stage in Super Smash Bros. Um, although I will say it was kind of hard to tell early on whether or not Rihanna was lip syncing or not. I mean, later on, you could tell that she was actually legit singing in the back half of her set when she, she was singing Diamonds, uh, Only Girl in the World, and um, so, uh, some of her other songs. Um, but I think, like, the first two songs, like, you could tell that, she, like, either she was having audio issues with her mic or, like, she was, like, having, like, vocal issues in her throat. Like, because she hasn't sang in a while, like, sang live in a while, that she was trying to sing, sing, shake off some rust. I, I did notice that. I did kind of catch that. But either way, I mean, it was okay. It was all right. I mean, uh, I I expected nothing more because, you know, again, Rihanna hasn't done anything, like, since a good while. Like, I think 2016, 2017. So... Yeah, again, I mean, I don't follow her music that well, but I haven't seen, I haven't heard her name in the headlines since that time, 2017, 2016-ish. So, nothing special, nothing crazy, but, I mean, hey, it, it was an all right show. And I did notice, though, that she she does have a baby bump. She, it, she I think she is pregnant. So, that may have affected um, how the performance went. I mean, not in a bad way. But I'm just pointing it out there. And I will say, the one thing the same grace is the Oompa Loompa dancers. I mean, they weren't exactly Oompa Loompas, but <laughs> just, they did look like it. Uh, well, no, no, no. Before we talk about the second half, the commercials. Honestly, I was just like passing through them as if it was like background, background noise. I mean, that's pretty much the whole Super Bowl for me. Background noise. But it was just like the commercials were like nothing stood out to me. These none of these commercials really stood out to me this year. And last year, I can I I can name one commercial on the back of my head if if I had told you all in in the recap episode when I did it. But this year, I can't I can't name anything. I can't name shit. <laughs> like. A commercial that's not a movie trailer. Like, seriously. Nothing really stood out in terms of commercials. Because it wasn't, none of them were really that good. 
uh, it's just my opinion, but I, I'm I'm not I'm not really a good uh, fan of these com- the commercials this year. It's just my thoughts, just my opinions on that. So anyway, let's talk about the second half. Um, I think the second half though was the Chiefs' second half. The first half was the Eagles' first half. This that's where they really dominated on all fronts. The second half is where things really start to turn the tide in favor of the Chiefs. Whatever the Chiefs did uh, at halftime to adjust, uh, to take over in the second half, it really worked. It really worked. I noticed the offensive line better protected Mahomes, um, especially in their opening drive to start the second half. And Mahomes, he looked fine. He looked just fine, scrambling on the pocket, um, and they eat sooner or later. You know what? Um, Isaiah Pacheco scrambles in the end zone and the Eagles lead is cut 24 to 21. And Miles Sanders on the Eagles opening possession of the first half, uh, the sorry, second half, he seems like he had caught and fumbled, uh, a pass from Jalen Hurts on again, the second half opening possession for Philadelphia. And Nick Bullen, the linebacker for the Chiefs, recovered it for his second fumble recovery touchdown. But um, the officials were quick to rule that Sanders didn't complete the process of the catch. So the Eagles caught a lucky break there. So then there's more officiating weirdness uh, when Titan Dallas Goddard uh, converted a long third down. It looked like he didn't have uh, both both feet in or complete control. Um, and there's also an, uh, an earlier Devonte Smith catch, um, in the, I think it was in the second quarter that got overturned. So yeah, payback's a little bit of a bitch, huh? So anyway, um, the Eagles tried to rush back to the line for the Dallas Goddard catch. Um, but a substitution stoppage allowed Kansas city to challenge it, but they lost it, but it didn't really matter anyway, because, um, Kansas City held them up to a field goal and a 27-21 lead going into the fourth. But that's when Kansas City really started to do their damage on uh, the Eagles because receiver Juju Schuster um, uh, got some good looks on the on the Chiefs' next attempt at the end zone. And the running game really got going um, for, for the Chiefs. Mahomes found Kelsey, and Mahomes threw a sidearm throw on a good play design by Andy Reid. Mahomes sidearmed a throw to Kadarius Toney, and Toney was left wide open. Mahomes misdirected everybody um, to the left and found Toney on the right, and he just walked in. And Kansas City took their first lead of the game, 28-27. to And after that, when the Chiefs were on defense, Steve Spagnola finally brought some, some damn heat. On Jalen Hurts, he called upon Willie Gay and another linebacker to put in uh, extra heat on Hurts, and yeah, finally forced a three and out, uh, forced a punt, and then on the ensuing punt, Tony returned returned it big, put them uh, put the cheese near the near the goal line, where Mahomes cashed it in, nearly almost on the exact same play design. Sky Moore, the rookie receiver, was wide open and doubled the score 
35 to 27. So the pressure was very heavy now on Philadelphia. They had to score. They were getting outscored by the Chiefs. I think it was by like um, 30, no, no, not 30, 20. I can't math. 21 to 21 to three. So they had to do something here because this game was getting out of their grasp. So at least for the Philadelphia Eagles, um, they Jalen Hurts got a big play in. Um, he, he got a big catch, another big catch into Devontae Smith um, after corner LeJerry Sneed misread a bomb uh, from Jalen Hurts. And that's that big bomb to Devontae Smith set up Jalen Hurts' third quarterback sneak of the game. Jalen Hurts literally was the guy. He whatever is running um, through open through open field, throwing setting up these big bomb throws to his receivers. Like you gotta, you have to like as much as I hate to admit it. Jalen Hurts played his ass off for Philadelphia in this game, and he he he, he actually played really well for them. But the problem was they t- even though they tied the game at thirty five, Jalen Hurts never got the ball back. Five minutes left to go. Yeah. That's a lot of time for Patrick Mahomes. So, bad ain't going all. Mahomes, at, when they were at midfield, they he got loose for a big-ass run, set up the Chiefs well into scoring position at the two-minute warning. Fortunately for the Eagles, defensively, it seemed like they got a stop. Um, and they used the time... And, they looked like they were prime position to use one of their final timeout. But this is where things get really interesting for them and for the whole game. Um, some people were praising this as a really good game, uh, one of the greatest games, a great game to watch because how high scoring it was or how well these teams were playing uh, with their bounce attack. I mean, obviously for me, it was just kind of hard to, well, I mean, yeah, I guess to say it's hard, a little hard to watch because, well, yeah, these are two teams that the Niners lost to in the last couple of years. So it's just like, yeah, <laughs> I have no feelings towards it. But I will say this part taint, this part kind of tainted um, this, this Super Bowl. So what happened was cornerback for the Eagles, James Bradbury got, caught grabbing Juju Schuster's jersey and got flied for defensive holding. Now, I will say that, first of all, you reap what you sow, Philadelphia. And secondly, um, whether it was the right decision, right the right call or not, and I will say it, it was the right call because he was tugging on the back of Juju's jersey whether it was the right call or not, I will say it is kind of uh, bad timing. It really was kind of bad timing on the officials um, because you've already run into so much scrutiny on like you know calls, how rigged like certain games are, especially the last two uh, title games. Um, it's just like in such a prime spot where. Yeah, you throw a flag like that. It's just, I don't know, man. Just feels weird to call a flag just like that. So, 
yeah, it gives the Chiefs an automatic first down for defensive holding on James Bradbury. All the Chiefs had to do was burn the clock and burn the Eagles last time out. And to do that, uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, gets a big run in, carefully slides down near the right near the goal line because had he scored, then that would have gave the Eagles time to respond back. And yeah, they certainly done a good job of that. So the Chiefs burn the clock down successfully all the way down to 11 seconds. The, the Eagles can't do anything to stop it because they used up all their timeouts. And eventually, when it gets down to the 11-second mark, Harrison Butker kicked the game-winning field goal. And the offense has one last gasp to do something with six seconds left for the, for Philadelphia. But whatever Hail Mary attempt that Jalen Hurts had, it fell well short. And once again, for the second time in four years, the Kansas City Chiefs take their throne as the Super Bowl champions, 38 to 35. So, I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, great game, good game. Bad game. Okay game. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no I have no feelings toward, towards this game. I, all I say is that this was a game that had a crap ending. <laughs> That's all I'll say. It was, it was a game that had a crap ending. Like, it, it was just so anticlimactic. Like, that, it, it, it was. Like, the way that it ended with how these teams were going back and forth, and then all of a sudden it just ends in a, in a dud. It kind of reminds me of those um, WWE pay-per-views where it starts off so good, and then it falls to shit. That's how it felt. So, at least for the Chiefs, you know, they're two-time champions. Uh, Patrick Mahomes finally breaks the curse of winning an NFL regular season MVP and winning a Super Bowl. First time that happened since Kurt Warner in 1999. And he becomes a Super Bowl MVP as well, even though the Eagles um, outdid, undid themselves because the Chiefs did a really good job attacking their weakness in the running game. But, I mean, Mahomes, heroics also did play a major part in that as well. So it's kind of contradictory there, but it is what it is. So, I will say that both of these quarterbacks did play really well. Jalen Hurts had himself a really good game on the ground and in the air. But, like I said in my preview, experience plays a huge factor. And Mahomes, bad ankle and all, proved very valuable in the clutch. Getting some big throws into Travis Kelsey. Um, make Having that big run. Like... Hobbled ankle and all, and nobody could stop him. Somehow, some way, they couldn't tackle him. Having that big run to set up the uh, the red the red zone drive um, that led to the holding call by Bradbury. That proved val- that kind of experience proves valuable to a Super Bowl winning team, and that is Kansas City. That's why they're a two time champion, and Philadelphia walks away with no ring. Speaking of Philadelphia, like the the reason why they only scored like three points in like what was it like five 
six, seven minutes. It's like they were they were employing the 49ers strategy. Ball hogging. Ball hogging. It's like they ball they ball hogged the ball in the first half so much like that much. I mean it worked. It got it kept the ball away from Mahomes, but it only works so so much. Like it only works so much for so for a certain amount of time that you can't contain Mahomes. You can't contain somebody that good forever, like Mahomes is. I mean, yes, admittedly, Mahomes is that good. That you can't come away with just three points. So that's that's the big. That's one of the biggest mistakes the Eagles made, and obviously the other one is Jalen Hurts trying to be a show off with with that design run. And again, had he not had he taken care of the football, the Eagles could have extended the drive, make it a larger deficit for Kansas City earlier in the second quarter, and make it challenging for them. And then James Radbury's game-ending penalty. I think it's going to be a teaching lesson for them. Because why? Well, James Bradbury talked all that shit on not just the, uh, the 49ers, but also the, the Chiefs. Like, oh, they're going to come in, win, win the Super Bowl, and we're going to be the, the kings of the NFL. Ha, ha, ha. Well, look at them now. They, sure, you took accountability for it. I respect that. But, yeah, look what happened. L- look what happened to... Um, the 49ers. I don't even have a, f- a fair fighting chance. And look what happened. Uh, they got robbed of the, the title game. And look what happened to the Eagles now. You want to feel like you got robbed? You they, they, They're going to feel like they got robbed. So let this be a teaching lesson for you, Philadelphia. You reap what you sow. This this should be a teaching lesson for them. Like For them to get better. Um, Obviously, they... They were they were a uh, a good team, if not a really good one, um, this season. Even if at times, um, especially during the title game, where they, they were okay offensively, but once once they played uh, up to par with the best of the best and made a killer mental mistake. Then it comes back. I will say, if I try to form a sentence right, <laughs> hopefully you learn something from it. So I feel like this will be a teaching lesson for the Philadelphia Eagles on how you can, how where you can go from here, where, and how not to talk so much smack on. Oh. Oh, we're fine. We're we're like we just they just need to learn how to take accountability for your act for uh how not to feel robbed. That kind of thing. And look at them now. So I'll say is they you know both teams fought until the very end, but one one chess one bad chess move by um the Eagles and undid pretty much their season. And the Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions, thirty-eight to thirty-five, um, and Super Bowl fifty-seven. So there you go. So anyway, season's over. 
the NFL 2022 season's over. Um, before I talk about my last thoughts on the overall season, uh, let's talk really quick about the offseason for both of these teams. Like a little bit of a preview for both of these teams. Obviously, we'll get into a full in-depth preview once we get to the very end of my season recaps for both of these teams in about a month. So get ready for that. So for Kansas City, obviously, they're look now looking to retool um, for their title defense, um, their second one in four years. Um, but they got some decisions to make. You know, they have about $11 million in cap space. Um, so, you know, a little bit of money to spend, but certainly can use some more. So if they want to get some more money to spend um, to run it back for a repeat, they have some decisions to make. Restructures or cutting cutting people uh, as a cap casualty so they can ensure they can keep some of their key free agents or and add others to the to the roster for what's assured to be a again a tough and AFC in 2023. So, so looking at some of their key free agents, you got offensive tackles Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley from that strong offensive line. Uh, receivers Juju Schuster, um, who played a key role in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. Um, McCall Hardman, um, puncher Tommy Townsend, who's a restricted free agent. A lot of free agents that the Chiefs should look into keeping. Again, they're not not—they're probably not going to be able to keep them all, but they have to find a way to keep at least some of them. Um, I think the two big priority ones are their offensive linemen, Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley, and maybe Juju Schuster. But some of the other things that they should be focusing on is bolstering a secondary. Um, that was game burning coverage. Um especially in that Super Bowl, because they have to find a starting corner. I don't know anyone in that roster is there. Maybe they can find someone in the draft. They have like 10 picks that they can use in a draft that's in their hometown this year. So they can find somebody. They can find somebody um, this year. Um, For the Philadelphia Eagles, a very successful season for them. Ends in disappointment and fault. Um, but now they enter in an offseason looking to defend their NFC title in 2023 and right, hopefully right the wrong, at least for their eyes, um, next season and hopefully looking to be back in this stage in Vegas next year. So for the Eagles, you're, they're currently sitting in the red ever so slightly at negative a million dollars in cap space. And they also have some big decisions to make on who to restructure, who to keep, who to delete. And one of those big decisions is the contract extension of Jalen Hurts. He's in line for a big, fat money contract extension this offseason. He's had a really big season this year, um, um, leading the, the team to a Super Bowl, having an MVP kind of year. But the Eagles have to decide... Um, if it's worth giving him a big fat contract this year after a one really good year, he's proven it, but they have to decide if it's going to be worth it long term. We will see. And there are a lot of uh, key free agents um, from from the Super Bowl uh, from the Super Bowl roster. 
Miles Sanders, Fletcher Cox, Ndamukong Sue, Javon Hargrave, CJ Gardner Johnson, um, Brandon Grab and Robert Quinn, uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, Kaiser White, James Bradbury. It's a it's a long list of not unrestricted free agents. They are all unrestricted free agents, mind you. Eagles aren't going to be looking to resign all of them, if not some of them at least. But some very tough decisions either way are abound for a team looking to run it back, dominate not just the NFC East, not just the NFC, but going back to the Super Bowl in 2023 next season. So for both of these teams, they're looking to retool, redesign, rebuild, and reclaim. For the Chiefs, looking to retool for the, uh, the Super Bowl title defense. Uh, for the Eagles, looking to get back to that stage next year. So overall, I mean, it was a, and, eh, I mean, <laughs> eh, Super Bowl, at least for me, because, well, the two teams playing it, affecting my team. But it had a crap ending. It had a really crap ending. So, really quick, my final thoughts on the 2022 season. It was, again, not as not as good as the last couple of seasons. Offensive play was meh. Um, it, it just felt like a downturn. Injuries were, were, were again, high. It was really high. Uh, a good high amount of injuries, especially the concussions. And the officiating was god-awful, especially in the postseason where it became clear what the NFL was trying to head towards. Um, some of it, yes, was self-inflicted, but the NFC Championship game was a clear indication of what the NFL was trying to go towards in in Philadelphia. But either way, the NFL has a serious officiating problem. They have a serious officiating problem, like gearing towards what flags to throw, what not to call. Yes, it's had a serious officiating problem for years, but this year is one of the worst. It is literally one of the worst. And we'll keep saying that every year until they can find full-time officials. But anyway, I mean, you at least had an okay playoffs. You had a, it was still a okay uh, season, but it's just like this whole season was eh, not as good as 2021 was where it was just like crazy insane. You didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, 2020, even t- the pandemic year was was pretty good, except for the Super Bowl, which was a blowout. Uh, but 2022, eh, eh. So now you're probably wondering, what's next? What's next? That's a football fan. Well, Waiting. Waiting for autumn. Yeah, a lot of waiting. Especially if you don't watch other sports, you're not interested in them. Yeah, you're going to be waiting for the next seven months. So, take this time to, I don't know, um, read a book, uh, invest in another hobby, um, you know, Self-heal, self-reflect. Do some things in your life. Or 
uh, play a video game or just relax, man. Not that kind of relaxed though, where you do the weed and all that good stuff. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, yeah, offseason should be interesting though. A lot of uh, big name free agents that are going to be out there. Um, uh, for me though, obviously, we got the season recaps coming up in a couple weeks. And you have the draft. And who knows what to come from there. But this is day one. On the off season, and yeah, this is only the beginning of what could be some crazy headlines to come for what's gonna a prelude to the twenty twenty three season in September. So, yeah. So anyway, what do you guys think about the Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl fifty seven between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles? Let me know your thoughts. Um, however you can, where it's a uh, comment on YouTube or on social media at Vericold Lasagna on Twitter and Instagram. I like to know your thoughts. Did you like the game? Um, were you rooting for the Chiefs? Were you rooting for the Eagles? Were you hoping for both teams to lose like I were? <laughs> yeah, I'm like Christian McCaffrey. Um, were you just watching it for the commercials for Rihanna in the halftime show? Um, I like to know your thoughts, however you can. But anyway, this is Dylan Lasagna, a very cold lasagna, and keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of sports. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 130 of this icy yet spicy podcast. And I thank you all for uh, for any of you that's tuned in to uh, my coverage of the 2022 NFL season, whether it was 49ers recaps uh, and previews or like just the general picks and previews for each and every week. Um, in playoff game during this 2022 season. Thank you. Thank you for watching it. Thank you for listening to it. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate um, you tuning in to my filthy casual takes and my filthy casual picks on all of your teams, whether you support them or not. So anyway, that's it for me uh, for now. Until next time, peace out.